Hi, good evening. So great to, I was going to say see you all again, but um, I can only see my guests and myself. So it's wonderful to be back. I'm Dr. George Andow, and thank you for joining us on A Journey Through Into Awareness. So I always have special guests, but tonight it's an incredible woman that I recently met, but I feel like I'm, we're fast friends. And her name is Judy Miller, and she is the author of this incredible book called Perfect, which the material in this book is so profound and profoundly unique that if it's new to any of you, I invite you, we invite you to just be open in spirit and art to receive some of the revelations in this book. And we have some similarities that we're finding. Um, So Judy um, worked as an accountant and along her life, she lived with a lot of fears and was having thoughts and memories about these fears that were coming out of nowhere, which really, really were not applicable to her real time experience. So I'm going to introduce her and let her um, be the one to really go through all of this with you. So Judy Miller, thank you for being here with me tonight and for us to be together. Thank you. Georgiana, it's such a pleasure and an honor to be with you. You have such an open and beautiful heart. So thank you. Thank you. And in order for you to feel that, you know, you have to have that. So <laughs> there we have it. So, um, so Judy, thank you. And um, I, I saw in the beginning of your book, um, and I'm so fortunate because I bought a copy. Copies, I'll give his gifts, but I'm going to get an autograph copy. <laughs> I'm so blessed. I'm like a little kid with that. Um, I know in the front that uh, the book is dedicated to mom. Yes, And it it's is. so great that you have a great relationship with your mom and so many um, watching um, being here with us um, can't say that. So this book is really transformational because it's a path to love, forgiveness and transformation. So who is this book for Judy? So that's a great question. So George Ann, I'm going to ask you and your listeners some questions. Great. Have you ever felt different like you didn't belong? Oh, sure. I mean, that was most of my uh, youth. Mm -hmm. And have you ever felt incomplete, maybe searching for someone or something outside of yourself to make you feel whole? Um, Yes. And then I came to meet um, Jesus. Mm, That's beautiful. And have you ever felt unworthy, always having to prove yourself over and over again? Yes, certainly. And I think most of us, um, you know, I work as a psychoanalyst and spiritual director. So I work with many, many people. And most of us as human beings struggle with that piece. Mm -hmm. And I would agree with you. And the reason I asked you and your listeners these questions is because these feelings have literally plagued me for most of my life. I was actually born in Trinidad. Trinidad's actually an island in the Caribbean right off the coast of South America. And I moved to the U.S. when I was extremely young. I grew up in New York City, so I love New York. Um, and Georgianne, I didn't look like other people in my neighborhood. I just felt different. I felt like I didn't belong. I was also born with 11 fingers, and I had these unexplainable fears and phobias that you referred to in the beginning. And no matter what I did, I never felt like I was enough. I actually started my career as a CPA. I went to work for one of the big four accounting firms in New York City. I got my bachelor's and my master's in four years, so I chopped off two years, and I graduated from the Harvard Business School Executive Leadership Program. But no matter what I did, it still wasn't enough. I still felt like I wasn't enough. Georgian, I felt like I was nothing. But what I learned is that in that nothingness, I could actually be anything that I wanted. And what I mean by that is when we drop our stories, our labels, and our judgments, we could truly be anything that we want. 
we could emerge as our true and authentic selves. So my wish is just to really share that with listeners to help them realize that they could be anything that they want. Great, Judy. That's so beautiful. And, and Georgianne, you mentioned that the subtitle to Perfect is called A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation. And there's so many different definitions of forgiveness. But for me, it's really, really simple. It means to forego or to let go of. So painful and unwanted events are going to happen to all of us. We could either experience the event once or we could literally play it over and over again in our minds until it becomes stuck, until it becomes our identities. So for me, forgiveness is really just letting go of those contracted negative stories and energies so we can move forward and experience our true and authentic selves. And I really do believe that it's a gift that we give ourselves. It's an act of self-love. That's so fabulous. Uh, You know, Judy, you know, as an analyst, I always encourage my patients because, you know, they'll come to me over and over berating themselves that here they are again with these feelings and why are they having these feelings over and over again? And I say to them, that's fantastic that you're struggling with this again, because it is in the struggle that we repeat that we work it through. And with, you know, if, if we're not in prayer and paying attention and in treatment, we repeat because it's all we know and we stay with that like broken record. But if we are in prayer and we have awareness within the journey of the dialogue and somewhere to bring it, whether it be prayer or analysis, then we're able to work it through. And I really do believe that it is working it through where the healing can take place because otherwise we're really just stuffing it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you're so right. And, um, you know, I, I experience events in life in my body and I feel the sensations. And when I have a contraction in my body, I actually say, thank you. I say, thank you because I know my body is telling me something that there, there's something that I'm experiencing that I need to heal. Exactly what you're saying. And you know, Georgianne, right now on the planet, there's so much contraction in, in our relationships, in politics, in the natural disasters that are happening with COVID-19. So there's so much contraction on the earth. But what it's telling me is that the universe is telling us it's now time to heal. Yes. Yes. And you and I talked a little bit about that as we were getting ready for us to be on air, is that um, within these contractions, and I love that word, that everything that is coming out now has to come out because it's been there brewing. And it's like a boil. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's how I look at it. I have this image of this boil that need, needed to be lanced. And all of these different in, uh, occurrences are the lance that are mm-hmm. poking it open so that we can have a healing. Like when Jesus was on the cross, all his disciples were scattered, fearful. Oh, my gosh, this isn't what we expected. We were looking for the Messiah. We were looking for the king. But he resurrected. And we, we all live through dying and rising dying and rising. Hmm. I love that. And, I, <laughs> and you know, I'm never going to look at a boil again the same way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hopefully you don't have to look at them. <laughs> so Georgianne, you know, you mentioned uh, in the beginning that my story might be a little unusual and it may be a little unusual or common to some people, but I do believe it holds a promise for us all. So if it's okay with you, I'd love to give your listeners just kind of an overview of the story. Yes, please. I'd love that. Thank you. That's why we're here. <laughs> so, you know, as a child, I had fears like many, like many children do. I was actually afraid of drowning, but I was actually terrified of the night. I was terrified of the dark. And I also had this fear that I never shared with anyone until recently. I was actually afraid of being assaulted. So as you can imagine, these feelings and these fears were extremely incomprehensible, irrational to, to, to me as a child. And Every night I would crawl into bed 
I was terrified of going to sleep. I would crawl into bed. I would pull the covers over my head and I would recite the Lord's Prayer over and over again until exhausted, I would fall asleep. And this was my ritual night after night. And this continued well into my 20s. You know, as we talked, I started as a CPA. So here I was living a very traditional life with a very traditional job. But then at night, coming back home terrified of what I couldn't explain. So, so I met my husband actually at work. He's a CPA also. We got married and we had two incredible children. And in the exhaustion of raising two kids, commuting three hours a day to work and working 40 to 50 hours a week, in that exhaustion, everything stopped. I no longer felt the subtle energies. I no longer heard the subtle whispers. But then my kids grew up and they went off to college and the house became silent. And in that silence, everything returned. It always felt like someone was standing behind me. It felt like eyes were staring at me from across the room. And my neighbors must have thought I was comical because I literally tiptoed around my house, afraid of who or what I might actually encounter. And if people have never felt terror, they ask me what it feels like. And the closest thing that I can think of is when somebody jumps out in front of you unexpectedly and your heart races. Maybe you can't even breathe. And I think for most people, those sensations last a few seconds. But Georgianne, those sensations could last for hours for me. So So when my husband and I got married, I would wake up in the middle of the night literally clutching at him. And soon we both began to lose sleep. And around the same time, I actually started to bleed uncontrollably month after month. And my doctor told me that I needed a hysterectomy. And I was terrified of this surgery and I couldn't understand why. So after I left public accounting, I went to work as a finance director in the healthcare industry for over 20 years. So I trust modern medicine. But that terror that I felt about the surgery felt like the same terror that I had as a child and the same terror that returned to me as an adult. So a very good friend of mine recommended that I read a book called Light Emerging by Barbara Brennan. And Barbara was a former NASA physicist, and you're smiling, you might probably know the book. But Barbara Brennan was a former NASA physicist, and she studied the human energy field. And what she learned, she was actually able to heal with her hands. Yes, yes, she does. Yeah, so literally days before my surgery, I was Googling healers near me. And as I sat across from my healer for that very first time, I didn't know the role that she would play in my family's history. And I also heard the click of a lock like my entire life was finally clicking into place. So my healer and I worked together to heal after the hysterectomy. And in the following months, we began to explore these unexplainable fears of the night that I had. I never told her about my fear of assault. We only looked at the fear of the dark. Oh, so incredible. I want to hear more and more and more. So um, we we're going to take a break in one minute. So um, real quickly, um, before we break, um, finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So my healer helped me heal after the surgery. And then she started to introduce me to things that I had never heard of. She introduced me to something called past lives, and I was never exposed to past lives. And after the break, I would love to share with you some of the experiences that I actually had. Yes. So we're going to take a break. Um, we're here with Judy Miller. I'm Dr. George Andow, and this is A Journey Through and Through Awareness. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Judy Miller. So I'm not going to waste another second. Go ahead, Judy. So my, uh, my first experience with past lives, my healer introduced me to the work of Dr. Michael Newton, Dolores Cannon, as well as Dr. Brian Weiss. And Dr. Brian Weiss was a very prominent um, psychiatrist, and he was very well known. And he was actually having a seminar at the Jacob Javits Center in New York. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity just to learn about it. And when I got there, there was hundreds, maybe even thousands of people there. And I was actually surprised because it was something that I'd never heard of and didn't realize that it was actually so mainstream. So Dr. Weiss explained that over 50% of the people in the audience would actually have a past life experience. So Georgianne, as the lights went down and I closed my eyes, and as Dr. Weiss walked us through these different doors, I fell asleep. And as he took us out of that hypnosis, I heard myself snoring. I had actually slept through the entire thing. I was so open, receptive, and excited. But that was my first experience of a past life regression. I actually slept through the whole thing. (laughs) That's great. But my healer also introduced me to some other things and some other amazing work. First, we started to actually talk about my parents. We know that we inherit so many things from our parents, the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, the shape of our nose, and so many physical characteristics But we also started to talk about the science of epigenetics. And the science of epigenetics tells us that we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma from our parents and our ancestors. They've actually, exactly, they've actually said with Holocaust survivors, the pain and the terror that they experienced in their bodies actually was passed down to their children and their children's children. Yes, And they've shown recently with experiments with mice, they would just introduce the smell of cherry blossoms and then they would gently zap the mice on the feet. Well, Georgiana, as you can imagine, after a while, just the scent of cherry blossoms would trigger that same fear in the mice. Yes. But not only in the mice, but in the mice's children and their children. Isn't that something? Yes. Right. And what was even more amazing is that these offspring were never exposed to zapping and we're never exposed to the father that was zapped. It was a cellular memory. So what I learned on this journey was that fear and that terror that I felt each night, the fear of being assaulted was actually a cellular memory of when my mother was attacked as a child. And I never knew, Georgianne, that she was attacked as a child until three years ago. They say female babies are born with two to three million of their reproductive eggs at birth. Wow. For much of your mother's life, you were actually in her body as an unborn, unfertilized egg. Yes. So you experienced her traumas as well as her triumphs. Yes. Yes. I love this. And this is, um, I I know of this work. 
Um, and that's why I'm so excited to be with you. Um, and, you know, with my patients, I help them look at that their birth date. And I don't really phrase it this way, but it's really upon conception that when the egg and the sperm meet is really when they were beginning and all everything that goes on in the womb they are experiencing and they will carry Mm -hmm. they will carry yeah absolutely beautiful and you know i saw a recent picture that you know is just a beautiful depiction they say you know a picture is worth a thousand words it was a picture of a grandmother and inside of the grandmother was her daughter as a baby in the womb, right? And inside of that baby in the womb was the two to three million of the reproductive eggs that baby would carry. So it's not just your mother's trauma that you experience. Right. It could actually be your grandmother as well. Yes. And it's not just limited to your mother. You could actually, in the experiments with the mice, you could, you could, you could inherit the trauma from your father as well. Yes. And when we had spoken, you had mentioned that it was seven, seven years back, seven, I'm sorry, seven generations back. Right. So they say indigenous cultures in in North America say when you heal, you could actually heal seven generations back and seven generations forward. Right. Isn't that amazing, everyone? That's why I'm I'm sort of chiming in is I just want Judy to talk a little bit more about certain segments. And for those of us listening, you know, that's why I said to have a, an open mind and heart, because this might be new material, but we're all here to learn and grow. And I think it's great to be open and flexible um, on our journey. So fantastic. It's great material and it can help all of us. Thank you, Judy. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so excited. So, Georgianne, this is the part especially that I ask people to have an open, receptive mind and heart mm-hmm. uh, because my story, as you know, doesn't end there. So there's actually a shocking connection to the very healer I trusted to heal me in this lifetime. What was revealed was that she was the person in the previous lifetime that actually attacked my mother. And I know that it sounds a little unusual or a little uncommon, but in that moment of revelation, I could have felt fear. I could have felt anger. I could have felt betrayal. I could have felt many things, but all I felt was the love and the perfection of the universe. I actually saw how all of our souls are interconnected across lifetimes, how we could truly never get it wrong and how unconditionally loved and accepted we are by the creator, the God of our understanding. Because, George Ann, in that moment of revelation, I could have created a story that would haunt me for the rest of my life. But instead, I chose to see the miracle in the situation. So all I do is invite your listeners to say, what if? What if that was true? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. And there's just so many lessons that I learned along the way. I learned that when we let go of our stories, our labels, and our judgments, we see everything and everyone through the eyes of the creator, through the eyes of love, where there is no separation. There is no separation. God can only see God in us. Mm. That's beautiful. There is no separation. That's absolutely right. So, can you talk a little bit more about how do we let go of the stories that don't serve us anymore? So I use an acronym called NEST, N-E-S-T, to just help people understand and remember. So I'd love to go through the acronym with you. I'd love that. So N stands for notice or become aware of our stories. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are the same ones we had yesterday and the day before. And 80% of them are quite negative. So Mm -hmm. as humans, we're actually hardwired to notice and remember the negative aspects of a situation. And that was because thousands of years ago, when we had to hunt and gather for our food, it was critical for our survival. But George Ann, we know that we don't live in that reality anymore. So we need to retrain our minds. So I invite you, the next time you start to have a negative thought, observe it. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. Yes, And so many of us, react on autopilot, yes. but we can actually observe our thoughts. 
So the next time you have a negative thought, I invite you to flick it off before it takes root. So I love the, that. Yes. That's the E. That's the E. Um, I'm sorry, that's the N. The E stands for truly experience the emotion and let it go. I believe our bodies tell the truth. Our minds don't always tell the truth. And I'm just going to give you a very simple example. So before I got on this interview, I could have felt a dryness in my throat, uh, a fluttering in my stomach. My heart could have been pounding. And Georgian, I could have labeled those sensations as nervousness. Right. But I could have just as easily labeled those sensations as excitement because they're exactly the same, same. sensations I feel in my body. That's right. That's right. Beautiful. So, so Dr. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight. Mm-hmm. And she was a Harvard neuroscientist who was actually able to heal herself from traumatic brain injury. And she talked about the 90-second rule. And this is what really stuck with me. She says that after an event happens, either good or bad, it only takes us 90 seconds to process that event through our physiology and then let them go. After those 90 seconds, it's up to us, right? After those 90 seconds, we can truly let it go or we can start to create a story. Some of our stories can be empowering, but many of our stories, as we know, with those 80,000 thoughts, many of them are very disempowering, right? So I invite people to truly feel events in their body and then let them go, right? And as we talked about before, you know, when something happens and I feel a contraction in my body, I say, thank you. I say, thank you, because I know it's an opportunity to heal or release something. Yes. So the next time you feel something in your body, you could put your hand gently on it. And if you can't reach it, maybe it's behind you or in your back. Just imagine it. And I invite people to just gently breathe in and out of that area. Breathe in your loving presence into that area. Because Georgianne, for many people, it might be the first time that they actually acknowledge that sensation in their body. So that's the E. And then the S stands for scratch the record. We talked about those thoughts and those stories that keep repeating over and over like the grooves on a record player. And many of these techniques you've probably heard of, but when you start to have that negative thought, say cancel, 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 clear. But the one that I learned that I truly love is called, I learned from Tony Robbins many years ago, and I call it zany crazy thing, right? So In the seminar that I went to, this woman was talking to Tony about some of the difficulties that she was having in her marriage. And Tony picked up a glass of water and threw it in the woman's face. And she was just totally flabbergasted. But she knows Tony's coming from a loving space. So she dried off her face, dried off her face, and then she started to talk to Tony again. And Georgian, as you can imagine, two or three minutes into the conversation, she started to complain about her husband again. So what do you think Tony did? He picked up the glass of water, threw it in her face again. So what it did is it really gave the woman the ability to truly realize that she was in this cycle of negativity about her husband. It gave her the awareness of that cycle, but it also gave her the opportunity to disrupt that cycle. Yes. I wonder what she got out of, unconsciously got out of staying with that negativity. The human brain always goes to the negative first. And loves to stay there. It's great. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back momentarily with Judy Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster, The Courage to Change Everything, 
daily strategies and wisdom to awaken your hidden genius and transform your life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. <laughs> we are returning with Judy Millett, and we are talking about um, a concept that she's describing in her, from in her book, and we're on the T of the word nest. And the T, the T stands for um, tender loving care. I feel that many people feel lonely and isolated. And I don't believe it's just because we're lonely and isolated because of COVID-19. I believe yeah. that some of the loneliness and isolation people feel is because we become disconnected from the creator. We've become disconnected from ourselves. I feel that so many of our, so many of us have abandoned ourselves emotionally, physically, as well as spiritually. And this is our opportunity to really find time to reconnect with ourselves. I don't think self-love and self-care is arrogant. When we have more love for ourselves, we can love others more deeply. Oh, my gosh. We can only give to others what we have inside of ourselves. Whatever we're brought up around lives within us. And we only live consciously 10% of ourselves. The other 90% is unconscious. And it's so important to come to know oneself. Mm -hmm. There is really nothing else to do in this life is to develop ourselves through the struggle, through the suffering called awareness so that we can be come closer to God and be able to be that light, which we already are in the world to one another. We're not doing that. We, rem we choose to remain in the dark. And, you know, when Jesus died on the cross and gave us uh, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, we now have choice. Before that, our brains were working um, like the reptilian brain, stimulus response. We have the choice of how we want to think, of how we want to show up, of how we want to react. Mm -hmm. So I know you speak about that, and you also speak about um, the 90-second rule. Right. So the 90 second rule is when we process events and then let them go. But I love what you were saying about choice, because I believe our, our greatest superpower is the ability to choose. So like you were saying, between stimulus and response, there's a gap. And in that gap, we get to decide. And I believe that's our greatest superpower. It is. And, and, and Georgianne, you were just talking about, you know, um, the perfection of who we are and the perfection of the universe. And I'd just love to share a story with you called A Little Soul in the Sun. I don't yes. know if you've ever heard of it. No, I'd love to hear it. So it's a children's book, and I actually used to read it to my children at night. So in heaven, everything is perfect. And we can't experience our perfection because there's no opposite. We can't experience light without darkness, cold without heat, Right. So we come to earth to learn our lessons, to learn the magnificence of who we are. But when we come to earth, we forget. So in this story, there's a little soul that wants to experience and learn about forgiveness, but there's nothing to forgive. 
right? So he's very sad. So he asked the other little souls and the angels for somebody to help him come to earth to experience forgiveness. But nobody wants to do the unforgivable. Nobody wants to raise their hand. And then finally, an angel of light comes forward and says, I will help you. I will do something so atrocious that you will have to learn forgiveness. You will have to learn unconditional love. But please remember in that moment when I strike you, please remember who I am because I'll be pretending so hard to be what I'm not that I may have forgotten. So, Georgian, I invite people, the next time somebody does something that makes you feel contracted, somebody that may have said something hurtful, maybe they were that angel of light that raised their hand to help you experience the perfection of who you are, and they did it out of love. I love that, Judy. What is the name of that children's book? Do you know? It's Say called it again? It's called The Little Soul and the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh. I want to buy it for my goddaughter. But I it's can read that to her. you know, it's a children's book, but there's such a, a profound message for all of us. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. What a great book to give um as gifts along with your book. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And you know, um, Georgiana, if it's okay, there's other stories in my book that I would just love to share with you. Oh, please, Judy, absolutely. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm so excited. I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Because you were talking about, you know, the uh, the perfection of our creator. And um, these experiences just are perfect examples. Um, so for me, a lot of this journey that I write about in my book, Perfect, started on Good Friday. I was actually sitting in church waiting for mass to start. And I was just listening to the choir. I was minding my own business. And this overwhelming sense of love literally just descended upon me out of nowhere. It felt like every sensation of love you could possibly imagine multiplied a million times. And it was so intense that it just overflowed. My body couldn't hold it. It just overflowed in this, in tears. And the reason I wanted to share it with you, and you know, for many people, it might sound like a near-death experience. You hear about these people who have these near-death experiences and these overwhelming sense of love they experience, but I wasn't dying. I felt like I was dying with my eyes wide open, or maybe some people might say I was reawakening. But the reason I wanted to share that with you is because for most of my life, I said I felt different, unworthy, incomplete. And like you said, absolutely many people struggle with that. But if they knew how much they were loved, they would never doubt themselves again. Yes. And when I uh, was given a group of names for people that wanted to be on my show, um, I looked at all the names and I was immediately drawn to you. And how, you know, how grateful am I um, for them, for all of us that are listening And what I found out was, and I had said to you how similar, my um, conversion, I call it my conversion experience of coming to, quote, meet Jesus was exactly the same as yours. In church, we had talked about that, Mm -hmm. where I had never experienced such love as I did that day, which comes in, in certain times in my life still. But that that day, it was just amazing. Yes. And. Just the tears, it it could not be contained. And that's the love that God holds for each and every one of us. Absolutely. Right. No, um, and maybe the, maybe people listening might say, well, if he only knew, you know, if, if God only knew what I did, or if God only knew, all of us, all of us, God loves each and every one of us and creates us uniquely. Mm -hmm. And that's why I felt so compelled to share my story. So remember that connection to the healer, that healer did something so atrocious to my family, but was so unconditionally loved by the creator that they were able to come back and heal the trauma that was passed down. Right. And George Ann, you know, we were talking about unconditional love. Um, There's another experience that I share in the story. Um, 
I mentioned that I worked in the healthcare industry for many years. And after my surgery, I refused to take painkillers. I just heard of so many tragic stories about people becoming addicted. So I refused to take painkillers. And as I was laying in bed recuperating, I would literally just try to stay as still as possible because every sneeze, every unexpected movement felt like an electric shock through my abdomen. And as I laid there, this gentle presence sat beside me and it felt like she had an Irish accent. And I know it sounds a little unusual, but she sat with there. She sat with me and, and comforted me. And she told me that we we're never alone, never abandoned. If we knew who stood beside us in every moment, we would never be afraid. And Georgianne, if you knew who stood beside you, would you live your life differently? The way I'm the way I am living now. Um Because of every, and I, mm, no, mm-hmm. not now. And I, all through my life before uh, the past year, two or three, yes. But um, I've, I've come such a long way. And the reason I am saying that out loud here is because I used to feel like I was nothing, a lo- all, everything we're looking at and, So I say this out loud so that everyone listening knows that we are walking examples of what's possible. Mm, Yes. And I love that. I love that. And I think that's why I resonate so much with you and felt a connection before we actually got on this call. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's funny because what just came up for me in that, you know, We live in a world, and I hear it from my patients, and certainly I live with it, so I'm aware of it, that it's hard for us to proclaim where we're at, to proclaim the greatness we feel and connected to God, because we immediately feel like we shouldn't be doing that because we are conceited, we think we're better than, or... And that it's none of that. You know, when I say out loud, I've had 40 years of analysis. um, It's really out of I want everyone to hear that. The journey is ongoing and yes, all of us struggle. Every one of us struggles. We all know. And the healing is possible. The love is possible. It's there waiting. Every moment for us to say yes, to say yes mm-hmm. to the love that is already present and there every moment. Yeah. And uh, that's so beautifully said. I, uh, I believe that our purpose is to, to love, but also to awaken to the greatness that we already are. And if you feel a contraction when I say that, to awaken to the greatness that you already are and the perfection that you already are because you are made from the creator. Absolutely. Right? If you feel a contraction, what that means to me is that there's something that you need to heal and you heal it through love. And um, I am certainly uh, open and look to turn every little stone to allow myself to awaken to, become aware to, of any area to be healed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to be right back. We'll be right back. We're going to take a brief break. And we're returning with Judy Miller. And I'm Dr. George Andow, for those tuning in. And this is A Journey Through Into Awareness. Thank you so much. Be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. 
On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back with Judy Miller. There's so much that I want her to say and talk about. There's so much. And, you know, we're going to see if we can, you know, be blessed to have her back again uh, to join us again. Um, So, Judy, what do you mean by um, when you talked about the periods of isolation in your book and, you know, it's not easy to feel alone and unloved? and there's so much I want to, do you want to say anything more about that? Because there's so much to that. And, you know, the body is telling the truth. And so um, there's so much that I'd like to ask you. I'm sorry if I'm kind of lumping it together. That's, that's okay. Um, I believe the essence of who we are is love. We don't need to look outside of ourselves to feel loved. It's just to remember the love that we are. So Georgian, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. And I invite your listeners to close their eyes if it's safe to do so. Yes. And I want you to bring into your memory or bring to mind a loving memory that you have. And it could be a memory of a partner, a friend, a child, maybe even a pet. Or it could be the first sunset that you ever saw or the first time you held a child in your hands. So I want you to bring a memory to mind. And I want you to see what you were seeing in that memory. And I want you to feel what you were feeling in that loving memory. What were you hearing, tasting, maybe even touching? And I want you to feel that love in every cell of your body. Experience the love in that moment. And I want you to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to multiply that feeling of love two times more. And then I invite you to bring in another memory. Another loving memory. And if you can't think of anything, that's okay. Imagine it. Maybe it's something that you want. And experience that love. Feel it in every part of your body. Feel it throughout your cells. And I want you to multiply it two times more. And truly experience that loving moment. And then multiply it ten times more. Until it overflows. And with your hand on your heart, I want you to say, this love is me.
And Georgian, when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And the reason I invite people to do this exercise is because it took us less than a minute, but we can generate that feeling of love in any moment, in any time. It's not dependent on anyone or anything. It's just remembering the love that's already in us. That's right. That's right. Beautiful. And you know, our, our, you know, our work really supports each other and because the depth of moving through what's in the way of that love. When we work on that and work through that and face the traumas and feel them, it makes room for what is already there existing. You know, I I say to my patients that I'm so blessed to work with, you know, I, I just love them all. And there is absolutely nothing wrong why you are here, why you're in treatment. Why We're just removing the crud that's been overlaid, the magnificence of who you already are. It's already there. It's just been covered up upon layers of what you were told about yourself that turned into your own belief system with which is what you're talking about, directly and indirectly, the belief system. What causes us to have different visions of ourselves, choose those, and how we don't have to choose them, that we can move through them to the truth of what already is. And it's, it's fantastic because that also, when you talk about the DNA of ancestors, that also is God's DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is perfectly said and beautifully said. And um, Georgianne, you know, you're so right. So many people stuff aside those emotions and those feelings that they have, and they don't actually address them. And because they don't address them, they can't heal them. Right. But I think one of the best ways to heal them is to truly acknowledge them and to love into it. And I think love heals everything. 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 And, you know, related to what we were talking about just now, I mentioned, you know, most of my life I felt different, right? I felt different, unworthy. So, of course, I attracted a man into my life that was totally different from me. We know from the law of attraction, what we are vibrating at is what we're going to get, right? Absolutely. Right. So my husband is totally different from me racially, spiritually, you know, everything. He's totally different than me. And for much of my marriage, I felt like I didn't belong. I actually built an iron wall around my heart so his family couldn't hurt me. I was always afraid of being judged. And when his mother passed away, she actually came to visit me. And she showed me every scene that we had together. And it went by literally in seconds, like a near-death experience. And what she showed me was because I felt different, I made myself different. Because what we hold inside is just projected into our experiences of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the main reasons, one of the main purposes is many, but I think of our work, exactly what went on in the government this past week. Mm-hmm. All of those people doing those heinous acts, it's a projection of how they view themselves and how they view life. It's just a project. It's parts of themselves projected outward because they don't want to face it inward. And that's so important for because if we're not doing our own work and if we're not Becoming aware of and clearing the decks so that the love can continue the healing, we're projecting it outward because we have to get rid of the feeling. Mm. And that's 
it doesn't work. It doesn't work anyway. So um, we have about two minutes left, Judy. Um, Georgia, can I just can I just say something to what you said? I think it's also important (laughs) to remember what we said before. When we choose to heal, we heal seven generations forward. So it's not just for us. That's right. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's right. Thank you. Because that was my point. What is that? We're we're doing it for all of society, but also front and back, forward and backwards. I love it. So, um, Judy, real quickly, because uh, we have two minutes to the end, and I want us to say a prayer. What is the message you want the readers to walk, the uh, viewers to walk away with tonight? So everything that we talked about is letting go of those stories that run our lives, right? So I I believe that when we let go of our stories, our labels, and our judgments, we experience each moment as if for the first time, where there's only joy and there's only wonder. Beautiful. Would you would you bless us with coming back on my show? I would love to. Oh my gosh, that's great. Let us end in prayer. So loving God, we're so grateful. Excuse me. The God of our understanding, we're just so grateful for this time of prayer before you. And we ask you, Lord, that you continue to keep us open to experience the depth of your love and forgiveness in all things. Mm -hmm. And we always pray, Lord, for all those that are hurting in any way, that we can be beacons of your light in the world to serve you and each other. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I can't have dairy. Anytime I do, this is the voice. Judy, I want to thank you so much from my heart for blessing us tonight with your presence and your beautiful work. And again, I invite each of you to go get Perfect, Judy's book. And I'm so excited to have this and the other copies. I'm going to be giving them as gifts and to keep mine. So good night, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We have uh, another good show uh, coming up next week, and we look forward to it and hope that you'll join us. Good night, everyone. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you
business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.